0: Hey Bill, do you know what is a witch's favorite
1: TV show? Oh, I can't say. I will say, leave it to bewitched. <laughs> <laughs> Game of Crones. Oh. I've actually never watched that show. <laughs> well, I wonder who knows what a crone is. <laughs> Probably a you lot know. of
0: people don't, and it's one of those words, kind of like uh, like the actual word witch that. It's you know people have its meaning has changed.
1: The old crony. Yeah. You well,
0: know. I mean, to used to be like hag calling a mm-hmm. old, hag. Yeah, or, calling mm-hmm. a woman a hag or a crone. Mm-hmm. You were you were saying something Spinster. bad about them, and mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of old women old older women like like I am, just say okay,
1: yeah, yeah, well, I'll nothing take Wrong it. with that, right? Whatever, I've earned it. You know, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with welcome, that. Welcome, everybody. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Wacky Poem Live, yeah. episode 102. 102, 102.
0: We, we started with a joke about Perfect. witches because it is
1: October. October. <laughs> October. You know, there. Uh, What's your a-
0: best cackle, Bill? <laughs> <laughs>
1: My, my favorite cackle is on uh, Michael Jackson's thriller. It, oh. it, and it was the.
0: Um, um, was it Vincent Price? Vincent Price's yeah.
1: laugh at the end of his monologue. That's the only yeah. pop record he's ever contributed to. That yeah. was very cool. Yeah. And a trivia for yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm.
0: So it is the season of, of the, the Witch. witch. But here at the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry in Locust Grove, Oklahoma, we also are going to be talking about Witches All Month because we have a very important exhibit coming up, opening on October 21st.
1: Her kind. I think this is going to be very popular. I I think it's going to be a popular exhibit. And Maybe finally
0: get the people coming And word of the mouth is going
1: to spread on this. Yeah. 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 I it's predict. Spread
0: it around mm-hmm. through the crones and the I'm, hags. I'm and... stating it
1: right now. I'm making a prediction. <laughs> yeah.
0: Her Kind, the Witch in Popular Culture, History, and Poetry. So mm-hmm. we're going to cover all of that. And we have an um, exhibit book out now that has a – we've got it in front of us, and I'll have a picture of it on wackypoemlife.com if you're not listening to us there – that includes information about twenty-one witches from those three uh, genres: from poetry, literature, uh, and popular culture and history. And uh, there's there's poems I wrote in there. There is uh, there's photographs. There's two essays: one by Tracy Floriani, a professor at OCU, and one by my sister Roxanne Yates. And Wonderful artwork by our resident artist, Alicia Mm -hmm. Little.
1: Very nice. Yeah. Very talented. So we thought we'd
0: talk about one of the... The poems and witches from that book today.
1: And get the ball rolling, Mm -hmm. get the broom flying, get the bats flitting.
0: Get the hats pointing. Get the hats
1: pointing, you know, whatever else we can do. (laughs) Get the noses twitching, which I can't do. Tingle, tingle, tingle. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Samantha Stevens Mm -hmm. is one of the witches in the book, that's for sure. Yeah. She's in the popular culture section.
1: Man, is she ever, yeah.
0: But we're we're going big time, getting this getting this started and um, getting the exhibit going. I've got a lot of stuff torn down, but not much put back up yet. <laughs> yeah,
1: my you know I've been working on projects for this exhibit yes, for a while, have. and it's going to be fun. You know the juices are flowing, you um, know, and it's going to be interesting to see people's responses to what I've contributed. I yes, think. and I love yeah.
0: how the fact that the art project that you that you've done, Bill, for. Uh, this exhibit coincided in a way that we wouldn't. We had no idea with right. the, the Barbie movie right. that came out.
1: It was a perfect uh, intersection mm-hmm. of uh, of popular culture. Yeah. If you will. Yes. So
0: I got all these. Uh, I'll just say a little bit about it. Yeah, I got yeah. a bunch of these uh, witches uh, Barbie dolls that in different witch costumes that were original to the Barbie. They were sold like that off of eBay, like five, six of them. And then I, I gave them to Bill, and I said, make me shadow boxes. She
1: said, play. Play with these and dress these Barbies up. And I said, I'm I'm transported back to them when I was 12 years old, and I was sneaking my twin sister's Barbies, whom she didn't want, and dressing. I, I was just transported, and I think I succeeded. You dressing. did. They are
0: awesome looking, all of them very different, individual, unique, beautiful. And so that's one of the Things that he's got to work on again now because now he's got to figure out how to display them on the wall, right? And, and we displayed. and they will be interactive because we will ask you to name the different yeah. witches and say something about them. And
1: yeah, that's great. You know, to maybe they can write a poem about each yeah. witch or whatever inspires them. Yeah,
0: I'd just like to see the names the that people names. give them. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. yes, very. Yeah, naming is very important. Yes, it
0: is. Yeah, um, actually, very important even for the. The which we're going to talk about today. Yes. Naming. Yes. And her original name is pretty interesting, too.
1: I'm not sure if I researched that. Ursula. Urs- oh, yes, I did. Ursula. Uh-huh. Ursula.
0: Um, so we are going to, to talk about Mother Shipton. Mother Shipton. Is the name that she came to be known by. And uh, she was from England. She lived in an area in yorkshire called oh i was going i was going to look this up to make sure i said it right and i forgot nairsburo okay Naresborough
1: it sounds yeah you know it sounds americanized but it sounds I correct i know
0: well i mean they collapse some of their syllables yes. so i'm not mm-hmm. sure i'm saying it right uh, somewhat north of Leeds, it's getting up toward uh, northern England, kind of right in the middle of the. Well, country. I'm sure
1: our legions of UK listeners <laughs> <Yes>. will uh, <laughs> let us know the correct, ne- correct pronunciation of this. <laughs>
0: and I, I let me just read a little bit about her. Yes, just oh yes. To give some people some information, right. and this is from the website that where where she was born and the place that associated with her there in Narsboro. Is a tourist uh, attraction, is a tourist site, and this is from their website, mothershifton.co.uk. Ursula Southall was born in 1488 in North Yorkshire to a teenage orphan named Agatha. Agatha, who refused to name the father, was homeless and gave birth to Ursula in a cave near Naresborough. A raging thunderstorm was supposedly happening during Ursula's birth. Eventually, Agatha was taken into a convent, and Ursula went to live with a foster family. Ursula was always described as disfigured, Hunchbacked with large eyes and a crooked nose. She also acted strangely and was bullied for her looks and behavior. She not surprisingly became a loner and spent a lot of time in the woods learning about herbs and plants. I'm just realizing, I I wrote this down quite a while back. This is me paraphrasing from that website. Okay.
1: Yeah, (laughs) This is not word for word. (laughs) But I've read that information on the website. Yes, Mm
0: -hmm. yes, but I, I think I'm the one who used the word bullied. She married a carpenter named Toby Shipton, who died just a few years later. They apparently were happy for quite a time, though, uh, while they were married. But rumor spread that she was somehow responsible for his death, and she was ostracized Mm -hmm. and considered to be a a witch, actually Mm -hmm. from childhood because of how she looked. Mm Mm-hmm. But she worked as an herbalist, and she had some excellent medical remedies, and then she became uh, like a fortune teller mm-hmm. of sorts and prophesied, uh, prophesied many events that people say rivaled Nostradamus. Mm-hmm.
1: Nostrad- and, yeah, okay. And he, uh, she also uh, she achieved quite a lot of um, fame after mm-hmm. she was here. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, to go from being ostracized and made fun of and, you know, shunned, to being exalted and now a, a figure in culture, I wonder what she would think of of, of, of this, mm-hmm. you know? I what? just, I wonder sometimes, and did you also notice, I, I did, she has a lot in common with my favorite author. She wandered the woods. She loved nature. She collected herbs and plants. And she probably had a love of animals and herbs and plants wandering the woods, which gave her solace like really nothing else can. So, again, I make the connection. (laughs) She's very teal esque.
0: You have made a vow that you are going to bring Edwin Wayteel into this episode. Y'all are going to to like him as much as I do.
1: You're going to like him as much as I do. Every single episode, you're going to worm him in. I think he was actually a, a male witch in a way. You know he he protected he protected nature and his and his critters, but no um she's very interesting.
0: Yes, yes, certainly, and uh, well loved. Even though also, it's kind of like the the um, what I'm trying to do with the exhibit is to show that we, as much as people might abhor or denigrate or badmouth mouth. Uh, the witch, or be afraid of them. or think they're evil. We also
1: love them. Oh, it's we a coin. Also love them. It's a coin. Yes. On, on one side, you know, they're evil. You don't like them. They're th- on the other side. We are fascinated. Yeah. May
0: I dress up as a witch at Halloween? Absolutely yes.
1: fascinated. <laughs> and and the styles of, of dressing as a witch run the entire gamut yeah, yeah. from sexy to warty. Mm-hmm. You know, I even have warty. <laughs> I even have a, a, I have a story which I I'll share now or later about. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, my. My mother's eldest sister knew so much about herbs and herbs and uh concoctions and so forth i had a I had a large wart or two on my knee when I was very young, and you know she took me out back behind her mobile home she found a particular rock she rubbed it on my wart and she and she she had me toss it and she said, "Don't ever tell- talk of this to anyone." I oh. thought fine within a day or two, maybe less than a week. It was gone. Oh, so it was gone. She and was a witch. I, I cannot explain it. I was pleased it was gone. And I hope it doesn't reappear now that I've spoken about it. But I think I'm going to have to write about that in some could way. Could she swim? Could she swim? No. I think she probably would sink like a stone. Oh, really? Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, I've never... then she
0: wasn't a witch.
1: Well, you know, maybe she could. <laughs> she probably floated. Then she was a witch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> She could make, you know, she knew all the herbs and all the all the things in the in the the woods that you can and cannot eat.
0: Right, Mm -hmm. and that's wonderful wisdom to have, and that's one of the reasons why certain women were accused of being witches. Though is because they were very good herbalists and Mm -hmm. they were very good at natural medicine, and they were, you know, they had like midwife capacities too, and those things were. Feared and envied, uh, particularly by the male doctors. and
1: The patriarchy, of yeah, course. Yeah, yes. so. mm-hmm. She's a witch. She's a witch. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> see, just accuse her of being a witch. Bring on the fire. You <laughs> know.
0: Lots of different reasons women were accused of being, and, and to a lesser extent men, were accused of being witches. And uh, our exhibit will show all that, and we'll be talking about some of those mm-hmm. in these podcasts in the next few weeks, too. Cool. Yeah, so I'd Mm. like to read the poem that I wrote that's about her, and uh, and then we'll go from there. Wonderful. And I just titled it Mother Shipton. Okay. Mother, the taste of salt is constant, the sound of my heart blinded by the darkness inside our cave and the depth of the water surrounding. Mother, why are we alone? Mother, I cannot hear your voice. Once on a day the wind had ceased— I went out and out beside water, suddenly stilled, or was it a pool at low tide, I think, yes, yes, it was a pool, I don't remember, but this, this, mother, I recall my head too big, my cheeks not like yours, rounded and puffed, my nose a crooked branch, mother, I saw that I was as ugly as the children said I was. But you loved me until they took me away from you. You loved the coral edges of my body, the blood that dropped from your legs when you gave me life. You loved whatever future you imagined for me, Mother. No one else gave you that name, and then it was mine, though I had no children. I did know love, and he sat beside me and held my hand when I spoke, when I held in prophecy the fates of those scorning me as a child or arranging their own stories for the visions I had. Mother, you never came to me in those visions. Instead, I was destined to speak of kings and wars, empires ruled by men, ceaseless journeys of violence across seas and land, and in the safest room of home. Know me now, Mother." As I envision, a carriage without horses for you, a passage through water you will breathe in, a boat of iron you will abide in, and through the air you will fly in a pattern we first designed on the dirt floor, in the cave where we lived, in the cuckoo clock of time, I somehow survived. Mother, I long to hear your voice still.
1: Oh, it's just powerful! I thought well, you this really starts this um, this series with a bang. Yeah, you know how lovely is that? Thank you. Yep. This
0: is one. It may be my favorite one that I wrote for the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It gets Love me. It. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Yes. It's just the idea of um, uh, we're talking fifteenth century women. Uh, a single woman, a, a a child. She was only fifteen when mm-hmm. she had uh, Ursula, uh, having issues that we still have today. Oh, well, certainly, certainly. <laughs> oh my gosh, certainly. Over the mm-hmm. centuries, you know, and the an abandonment, and the child basically given away out of necessity, and and then ridiculed, and living a life of um, shame and and anger and fear, and overcoming those well, things.
1: Not only overcoming, <laughs> but just using those as powers. Right. Um, yeah. Thriving in spite thriving of it. Thriving in spite of, mm-hmm. and also not letting it internalize and turn someone just full of hate. Yeah. There's a lot of power there. Yeah. Now, the taste of salt is constant. Is that because of the cave where they lived and the brine and the water flowing all around? That's what I was All thinking. around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Originally, I didn't look at a map, and I and just in my head, the cave was by the ocean. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I must have been thinking like King Arthur, Tentagel, you know, Mm -hmm. and all the. uh, But it's not, and and, uh, but there there definitely was. We're to talk about here in a little bit, calcium content in the cave. Yeah. You know, the, what's it's, what it's known for today. Certainly. Yeah.
1: Certainly must be below a nice forest to, to leach down and have the minerals encase things mm-hmm. in the cave, mm-hmm. along the wall.
0: Yeah. Now, the website that's a, where you can you can go and visit Mother Shipton's cave, and there's a, a petrified well, and there's a wishing well, and it's, it's a big tourist attraction. On their website, they do say that. She had different prophecies, and they might have been all historically, might not have been historically correct. And the stories about her have probably been embellished over the centuries. Uh, But she remains a legendary figure of romance and folklore. Um, And there's just, you know, we've invented things about her in our imagination. But she was also a woman who, you know, who truly lived, and we do have some of these factual details about her life and and her upbringing.
1: And, and at what age did she live to do, do we know that by chance we don't or? know we don't know okay. we don't know
0: the mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure we don't know the year she died okay yeah yeah because i don't I don't have that written down i could be wrong
1: yeah <laughs> but she is a beloved figure oh yeah in, in, is, is it is it worldwide or just the uh british culture i think
0: it's mainly yeah in mm-hmm. in the uk yeah and I had heard of her, but until I started doing research on this exhibit, I didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I just heard the name. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But if I ever go back to, I've been to England twice. If I ever go back, I really want to go to this place. Yeah, to see the cave. <laughs> yes, you know. and the and the cool thing about the the cave too, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I want. Well. I, I want. To, I want to go to your your witches. Your witch songs?
1: Oh, my witch songs! Okay, <laughs> I do have a top ten witch songs. I, I I've loved witch songs since I was young. I'm not sure why, but I've been thinking about it. I think, and actually, I think it's the beauty of the lyrics. Yeah, I think the lyrics are ethereal and they're beautiful. And I've you know I've memorized many of them. Yeah, but I have.
0: It's a great way to start off the the month of October in our podcast about witches is to have some. Have a playlist.
1: And everyone should have a... Uh, curated ha- by Bill. Curated. A Halloween party playlist. There you, you go. really should. But my top ten witch songs are... I'm going to say them, and then I'm going to speak some lyrics from my favorites. And These are in order of how much I love you them. you
0: can speak them? You're not going to sing them?
1: I might sing them. I'll try to... You know, if, it might I it might break the microphone, but then I might be discovered by Star Searcher or The Voice or something. And then, but anyway, my top ten witch songs. Number one... Rhiannon Mm -hmm. by Fleetwood Mac. Mm -hmm. Number two, Witchy Woman Mm -hmm. by The Eagles. Number three, Witchcraft by Book of Love. Number four, Heal It Up by Concrete Blonde. Number five, Black Magic Woman by Santana, Carlos Santana. Number six, Spellbound by Susie and the Banshees. Number seven, The Killing Moon by Echo and the Bunnymen. Number eight, I put a spell on you mm, put a spell by the fuzz. On see, you. almost you can't help yourself, <laughs> can't, by the fuzz tones. Uh, number nine, cuts you up by Peter Murphy, and number ten, every day is Halloween by Ministry. Now everyone knows.
0: That's quite a great list there.
1: Now you knew some. It's very, it's very nineties, isn't uh, it, it? It's very, very seventies, eighties, and you know, R- Rihanna is nineteen seventy, well, what seventy-seven. Yeah, 77? yeah, yeah. Um, mostly 80s and early 90s. Okay, you, that you can tell that was when I was in into the goth club days of my youth. You know, <laughs> but you knew some of them. Some of them you didn't. No. So it'll be interesting for you to be able just to kind of, you know, Spotify or whatever. I shouldn't announce, but look, look up these. Look up these. Uh,
0: People can find songs wherever they want. You can to. find them. You're
1: giving them the list. I'd like to know what you think about some of the some of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Cut you up here, we here, by Peter Murphy. Let's start. I find you in the morning. Uh, should I sing it? Yes. I find you in the morning after dreams of distant signs. You pour yourself over me like the sun through the blinds. It's just beautiful.
0: Oh, it sounds like it. And it's about a witch?
1: Um, it's witchy. <laughs> okay. Now here's witchy. Con- Here's Concrete Blonde. <laughs> okay. Feeling the fire under my feet. I was a liar, you were a cheat, playing with knives. We were close to the home, close to the bone, just so alone. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Here's witchcraft. I've tried and tried to capture you. What more can one mere mortal do? My love potion, boils and bubbles, poison darts, red poison apples— Café Casita, non Grun takes, uh Guntrún takes Siegfried from Brünnhilde. Oh. So we have a lover's triangle, everyone. <laughs> so, and here's my favorite. <laughs> Under blue moon I saw you, so soon you'll take me. Up in your arms too late to beg you, or cancel it though I know it must be. The killing time, unwillingly mine. That's the killing moon. Yeah. So, those are some of my they, favorite.
0: They, they sound like all witchy love
1: poems. They do sound witchy lovey. <laughs> you know? So, and isn't that what everyone wants is that, you know, to be able to concoct a love potion? There you go. You know? Yeah. Whether it's with the cologne you wear or the clothes you wear or the manner in which you present yourself on a date, everyone has witchcraft in their life.
0: And the spell you cast. The spell
1: you put a spell on me. And now you're mine. <laughs> I put a spell on you, and now you're mine. Yeah. The
0: enchantment you made. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know if Mother Mother Shipton knew that she was going to be. Thank you for that list, by the way. Absolutely, it's wonderful. Yes. I don't know if she knew she was going to be an enchanter or anything like that. But I, I mentioned earlier her real name, Ursula, and uh, Ursula means little she bear. And it is That
1: makes sense, Ursus. Uh-huh. The zodiac. I mean the, yeah. the, the, the Ursa major. Astrological and Ursa, sign. Ursa mm-hmm.
0: minor. And um, it's um so here's my my lover of the online etymology dictionary says Ursula is a feminine name of Latin origin imploring caution against quick assumptions. Yeah. And translated from the Latin Ursa, Ursula means little she bear. So that adds a little note of vulnerability vulnerability to an otherwise ferocious being
1: and even in modern society ursula is still a witch under the sea with little mermaid so she still carries the (laughs) you know it's a little more of a negative however you know she's a wonderful campy character oh yeah you know in in the little mermaid
0: right Mm -hmm. and they um whoever wrote the uh the film version script of that uh chose the name ursula because in Hans Christian Andersen's story of the Little Mermaid, she's not named; she's just the oh, Sea Witch. Okay. So that was, you know, purposeful. Yes. To use the name Ursula, mm-hmm. and then I also found that Ursula was actually a, a Christian saint too, legendary Romano-British Christian saint Ursula, and this is really cool. Her feast day. October 21st. Oh my goodness,
1: right (laughs) in the middle of the month. Yeah, and there's
0: there's, uh, the information I found about her was I don't know, it was a little strange. It said that she went off with an anonymous group of holy virgins and they were all um, killed. Oh, yeah,
1: that's tragic, like a
0: sacrifice of a band of holy virgins, right.
1: I would say, hold up, hold up. I'm not really a virgin. Sorry. I just just said I was. You know? scare <laughs> me. Goes back to the scene again right. from Monty
0: Python's Holy yeah. Grail. You know? yeah. And next, next, the oral sex. <laughs> what? What? I'm sorry. If y'all have never uh, seen that,
1: jeez, uh, how yeah. could you have
0: never seen that? Anyway, yeah, so a little bit about the the name Ursula.
1: Yeah. And you know, October also brings about the Halloween movies. I love. Yes, the, from Hocus Pocus to The Lost Boys.
0: Oh, do that next yeah. time, Bill. Do do a list of your oh. favorite
1: Halloween oh, that's or gonna witchy be, movies. That's going to be a big list. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll, I'll do my top ten. Your yeah. top ten. I'll do my top ten oh. Halloween movies. Of your Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, some people in the 19th <laughs> century got to know Mother Shipton. Through a poem that was written by a man named Charles Hindley, and it was just called Mother Shipton's Prophecies, and it's a little bit long. I was just only going to read a, a, a few little pieces okay. of it. Okay, yeah. Um, some of her prophecies: Men shall walk over rivers and under rivers; iron in the water shall float as easy as a wooden boat.
1: Oh, I see the connection there. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: All England's sons that plough the land shall be seen book in hand. Learning shall so ebb and flow, the poor shall most most learning know. Water shall flow where corn shall grow, corn shall grow where waters doth flow, houses shall appear in the vales below, and covered by hell and snow. The world then to an end shall come in eighteen hundred and
1: eighty one. Eighteen
0: eighty one. <laughs> so, they were a little. This poem came out in six, eighteen sixty two, so people were a little concerned. I would
1: say they
0: didn't think they had much time right? left. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she did prophecy that the world would end in eighteen eighty one. But there were a lot of it's a the, off on that one.
1: But there were a lot of <laughs> positives in that prophecy. Yeah. You know, other, oh, than, yeah. other than the ending of the world, it's kind of it's kind of a downer. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> you know. Other than that, there's some good things. Yeah.
0: yeah, and she talks about you know some uh, things with the the royal family and the government, and there's just lots about how the land will change and
1: things like that. Um, and I just wonder, you know, back in the day, men did not want women to have strong opinions. Yeah. It simply was, you know, no, 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 we can't. No. That might have been why Get she put your was, shoes off and back in that kitchen, right? You know. <laughs> And then maybe that's where maybe that's where a woman who was sweeping said, "I will use this broom as a as a as a beacon of power." Who knows? I want. I'm- Maybe you've done this. I want to discuss where the broom came into all this witchcraft at some point this month.
0: There's so much, I mean, that that we could talk about, you know, with, like I said, the the pointy hat and how the broom got associated with the witch. And uh, a lot of it has to do with what we just talked about in the kitchen, you mm-hmm. know, the food and the drink and the preparation of the mm-hmm. food and the drink. Because the pointy hat was supposedly one of the things I think is because women were brewing um, beer and now I can't remember. What did the pointy hat have to do with that? I'll come back to that.
1: Well, in the mystery of the <laughs> feline, the mystery of the accompanying feline who was always black, the cat. Yes, you and know we have to bring the cat in. You know, we, the, the cat is just you know, and black cats are very beautiful, mm-hmm. um, but they're they're. they're very mysterious and supposedly, you know, bad luck to cross your path. Mm-hmm. Here we go. One of the things we're going to have the exhibit in the
0: exhibit too. We're going to have some things on Mother Shipton, and then some things related to kitchen witches, which uh, most people are familiar with, I think. But if you're not, it was I think it was started in some Scandinavian country, maybe Norway, um, Sweden, where a um, uh, when people bought a new house or you know you got married or whatever you established a new home and a new kitchen people gave you a little doll witch that you hung in the kitchen mm-hmm. and she brought good luck to you i have a kitchen witch and i think she's
1: in the basement i gotta go find her go find her i yeah. need her I need, I need her for this exhibit my, my friend from uh brazil gave her to me many 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 you know 30 years ago i mm-hmm. gotta find her
0: yeah. And the thing about these uh, little witches, they usually were given to you with a little poem about, you know, something about the not letting, that it, it would give you good luck and your water wouldn't boil over in your pots and things. Mm-hmm. But it was written, they were written in, I don't have an example right now, but they were written in couplets, rhyming mm-hmm. couplets. And this poem that, that Charles uh, Henley wrote about Mother Shipton is written in rhyming couplets. And I we've talked about couplets before. But not in reference to witches, mm-hmm. and I think they're very important yeah. to witches. The, almost, the couplet,
1: almost yeah, almost spell like. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: because, and then you think about well, what makes <clears throat> them spell like? What makes a couplet the perfect poetic form for a spell? What do you yes. think?
1: I think it's I think it's having the overall attitude like uh, of the context of what it's. Um, you're shaking your head like I'm wrong. No, oh, no, I I'm was. Like, I'm like I was adjusting my headphones. I, I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, okay, I'll, let me change my answer just a moment.
0: Without uh, touching them, I was trying to adjust my headphones.
1: I, I'll have to let me research that.
0: I well, I, I, there's a rhythm, you know, mm-hmm. that is established with that, and there's a uh, a rhythm, rhythm to words raises energy, you mm-hmm. know, uh, a rhythm to your words. Put some sort of intention into them that maybe is not there without. Um, when you cast a spell, um, you are uttering you know, what it is that you want to bring into reality. Mm-hmm. You're using your words to do it. And uh, so you want some power behind that. I don't know. That's well, some of the reasons I think.
1: And I think when people hear a spell, maybe, you know, or a, a healing situation that is Or being just a fortune. You a know, fortune. even
0: fortunes are written in couplets. Yeah.
1: Even even something like that, you hear it, you internalize it, and there's something that sometimes it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You make it happen. It's mm-hmm. almost like you have a power within yourself. Yeah. It takes on a life of its own.
0: And it, and it well, it is casting a spell over you. Mm-hmm. It is an enchantment. Enchantment. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Um there's just, and it's also just the basic thing if you can remember it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to remember lines whenever they're they rhyme, mm-hmm. and it's particularly easy to remember them when they're couplets, when they, you know, every yes. two lines rhymes. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just bringing in a little. Oh,
1: little it's a poetry. It, it, po- poetry. <laughs> po- a polary, but it's a you know um, this is going to be a wealth of information this month on this topic. You yeah. Because there's so much. It almost encompasses. More than a month because it's so much of information. Well,
0: this exhibit will be up for a while too, mm-hmm. and it will have. Um, think, speaking of couplets, some of the most famous ones uh, about witches in literature, are, of course, from Shakespeare, from Macbeth: mm-hmm. "Double, double, toil and trouble; yep. fire burn and cauldron bubble," mm-hmm. um, which is it's a couplet.
1: <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know if that. I don't think that's a heroic couplet. Heroic couplets when it's iambic pentameter, so it's like. Uh, 10 syllables usually, um, which Chaucer is mainly known for, Canterbury Tales. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some other great British poets. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to this exhibit. And mm-hmm. it's fun. It was fun to be a part of it. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, so. I'm glad that you have added your art to it. And I yeah. hope that if you live anywhere in the area, or if you're passing through, or if you have the ability, to come to our little corner of Oklahoma,
1: which come I, uh, and visit, and who doesn't? I mean, we have roads, we have stoplights,
0: <laughs> <We have> roads. <laughs> you
1: know, <laughs> you might have to dodge a dog here or there. Something. I know someone. Yeah.
0: Uh, speak, my sisters have a Airbnb that's just two blocks from the museum. That is beautiful oh, and yeah. wonderful. If you are from out of town want to come and stay, just uh, message us on uh, Facebook or wherever, and we'll tell you about it. Or just go to Airbnb and put in Locust Grove. It's the only one in town. Yeah.
1: So. And if Sean can if Sean can vouch for you, and if you know, then you can stay at one of my places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if
0: if I know you.
1: I got a, I've got an enchanted little cabin. You do. It's very enchanted. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, this was uh, this was fun talking about Mother Shipton, this very interesting character, one of those who will be in our upcoming one many, exhibit. One of many interesting yeah, characters. Yeah. Right. So I hope you all enjoyed it and if you will tune in because we'll be on this theme probably for a little bit, unless you never know, something else might pop in and we're like, Oh, we gotta talk about that right. instead. You never right.
1: know. Or that one might be waved and we have to talk about this. I would like the listeners to send me send us some of their favorite which or Halloween songs. Mm-hmm. Let me know how mine compared to yours. Yeah. How about that?
0: Give us some feedback. Mm-hmm. You can you can email us wackypoemlife at gmail dot com mm-hmm. or you can just comment on our post on Facebook. We're just on Facebook at Wacky Poem Life. Uh, you can comment on our actual website below the 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 post, below the episode, there's a place to comment and yeah.
1: Give it, let us know what you think, how you like. Reach you out. Like Reach out and touch somebody. Let, let's wave end, that wand. Let's end with wave the Wave ca- that ca- wand.
0: Let's end with the cackle. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't the dog I hate. Bye right, guys.